What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Three musically inclined individuals <laughs> analyze a single project at the a time. <laughs> you stuck the landing. Uh, yeah, Jay not here. Um, I'm Jay Cass. I am Andre Jumbo Dre Dowdy. It's your boy Capri Sun, Pacific Cooler. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, today we're jumping into a very special project by a very special group of people that we know. That's Juicebox and Ten Four Raj, or better known as Figmore, Jumbo Street. Andre, what you got for us? So Jumbo Street is the full-length project from Juicebox and Ten Farage, um, following their self-released EP uh, from 2019. Now I just found this out. Um, the EP includes the last three tracks of this album. Anyway, um, so the the funny thing about this album, the first time that I had heard about it, and I think, Jay, when you had heard about it, um, you, me, and Juicebox were all together in New York. I think he was visiting for whatever reason. Was that for the Baby Blue Velour shoot, or is that something else? He was just in for the- It was. Oh, wow, it was. Okay. So, you know, Jay and, and Juice had done a project together, and um, I shot some photos for them, and afterward we went to eat, and while I think we were waiting to get seated and we just waited in the car and uh, Juice is telling us about this project he's super excited about that he's working on with Tim Farage. Um, it's got a whole different sound to it. You know, Juice has the ability to not only sing and play instruments in the way that he does on this album, but uh, at least when I had first met him, I had known him predominantly as a rapper. Um, so he was super excited about this, just to be able to switch lanes a little bit and focus on something, um, it's something different. Um, and uh, this is it, this is it. Um, now there are some things that I think are are common for for Juice in terms of subject matter and style. I think Juice is. Uh, fond of kind of the the hazier i'll say for a lack of a better term psychedelic uh kind of sound and so him and, and tim farage get to experiment and play with that um with some kind of tongue-in-cheek things and some some cool nods in places so um exciting you know it was a fun listen it was a fun listen overall it was an exciting exciting shift for him i think i think just knowing juice personally this is kind of a culmination of where he's been trying to move toward for a while so um really cool to see it all come to come to a head here on the album yeah um i will just come out the gate and say i don't like this no i'm playing this record is fire um mainly because yeah this album is just like infectious because the melody lines are really dope the textures are very silky and warm and fuzzy and raw the synth and instrumental work is i mean crazy masterful really and juice always has been a 
he's always had a way with words, right? Like he's he's really a lyricist. Like I I imagine the way he thinks is like in bars. Like he thinks in <laughs> lyrics. Cause when I listen to some of the words on this record, I'm just like, wow, this is like this is like really clever. Also, this is something I can imagine Jews saying. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one thing that really stuck out to me on this record was the simple fact that he does a really good job in using imagery to portray the th- the themes in some of the songs like Mr. Ba- Mr. Barrel Eye uh it's hilarious because the first line is like there's something fishy about these chords that's because I'm a fish <laughs> which is like also hilarious and um yeah it's just it's just dope he's like don't fuck with me my cousin's a cuttlefish like that's just that's a bar that's a bar uh i i do respect this record um simply because it is just very impressive how he brings all these things together and he makes it look very effortless um he's just like yeah it's dope it's dope yeah i really so firstly i would say this album, I think, does something um, on the level of textures where it's texturally dense in a way that like everything is warm. It fills up a lot of space. So even though there's not a lot going on, it it, it all of these things have a lot of attention to them because they all work incredibly well together. Um, yeah, it's it's a I love it because it has like a really analog feel to it. And so mm-hmm. it just feels like you're taking a trip through time. You know, you're back in whatever decade they want to make you feel like you're back in. And they just hit a lot of different types of sound while still maintaining that warmth. And I think it it, it works here. Now, this is the first I've ever heard from both. And, you know, as a producer, these beats are these are really lush beats. And you often don't hear mm-hmm. this style of production really nowadays. So it's, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. It, it still has like a newer take as well. You know, it's just, you know, you could tell that influence and you can see where they're trying to take it. Yeah, and it also leaves me pretty, um, pretty. Uh, it leaves me pretty curious in terms of how Ten Four Raj stands as a solo act. Um, but I yeah, this is. I was yeah. actually going to address that really mm-hmm. quickly. So I think I think if I'm not mistaken, for our end of the year lists uh, last year, I think. Ten Farage's Troublemaker was one of the things I put on there. If not, yes, it's one that's of the, what it was. Yeah, Troublemaker. It's like it is. How long is this thing? This thing is sixteen minutes, but it's like sixteen minutes of just bangers across the board. And mm-hmm. a lot of the styles that you do here on this album, I think, are are fleshed out in a in a different way, um, but an equally satisfying way. And it just so happened that Troublemaker's now on DSP, so that's cool too. But. Um, mm-hmm this yeah these are like if you want to have kind of um i don't know the word is I'm, I'm looking for it, but but you know if you need an album to supplement this um sonic experience troublemaker is like a perfect a perfect companion uh <laughs> for this for this record uh yeah it was, i think like troublemaker and uh the kaylin ellis project that he put out i think in 2022 let me see if that's actually correct but yeah that and afterthoughts yeah those those two like sonically are really good 
supplements to this record, despite the fact that Caitlin Ellis is not on this record. But like that came out, Troublemaker came out, and then you know the the promo, the production, uh, pr- uh, promotional cycle for this album came out, and I was like, oh, this is this is this makes sense. It sounds, it sounds like Farage. Right, right, right. Um, I uh, will say that I guess in terms of criticisms go, I wish I could hear the words a little better. I wish it was a little bit more clear. But however, like a part of me was going back and forth thinking to myself, oh, is this the, is this just the aesthetic? Is this a part of the whole stick here? But part of me also was like, well, he's probably saying some shit and I would appreciate hearing it a little bit more. I think that's just in terms of like the mixing and and. Just, yeah, uh, I think that uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to convey with the the textures thing because I feel like because it satisfies the texture of like okay, words belong here. Sometimes you don't always hear it, but the melody yeah. and everything yeah. satisfies enough where you're like, you know what? It doesn't even really matter. Like this sounds good as is. So you might, if you're trying to listen to it in this regard, if you're if you're really trying to encapsulate you know the lyrics to understand the song better, then I could see that getting in the way. But I think it just texturally it it ends up not mattering as much at least to me yeah i i agree with that yeah for for me the first time i listened to this album and it was right around the time it dropped i listened to it in speakers i was kind of just like moving and doing stuff i think it was cleaning whatever the case i was doing stuff while i was listening to this album but i had it playing through speakers and a lot of the kind of the sonic stuff hit me first as it normally does but um on the on the second and third time around that I actually got to listen to this album, I listened to it in headphones, and I think that's if you're really trying to like grab a lot of the lyrical content, because again, as you mentioned, Jay, Juice is a very uh, visual writer. Um, he's a storyteller. Um, Mr. Barrel Eye, Tale of the Rattlesnake, um, Wormhole wormhole tea time like a lot of these a lot of these you know almost all of these tracks have some sort of through line throughout them and juice takes you on a journey throughout the entire song so um yeah it's for me at least it was a better experience listening to this in like good headphones you know just that shade but you know what i'm saying you know the bluetooth and things <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah you gotta get a solid pair of headphones and really sit with it uh the words do come on a little bit more and then the stories and the fun the fun that juice you know at least i know juice to have and, and like it's funny because like he introduces the album or they rather kind of introduce the album with fun this idea of you know where is jumbo street and all these yes and juice and impersonations you know it's classic classic excuse juice. me you know excuse where jumbo me. street is you know where jumbo street is um but yeah and you know i guess like all of those voices you know some way shape or form find themselves in one of these songs as they're searching for whatever jumbo street happens to be uh, i think in terms of criticism too i think personally for me I would have liked to hear more things in the realm of Rosie. I think Rosie is a really strong start, but it's kind of an outlier for the rest of mm. the album, just because of how up-tempo it is and the rest of these um, slow down. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Rosie, like Rosie's a really strong start. Right. And I think yeah. it's... I don't, I don't know if it like clouds the album, but it definitely... 
feels stands like, out. yeah it stands out it stands out yeah, yeah especially I, being the second track right i i feel that i think a part of me also wonders like what jumbo street is supposed to be like i'm not sure if it's <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if jumbo street is supposed to encapsulate like just a like a um like a day where you're going on a walk and everything looks very idyllic and everything looks great everything feels great because there's nothing depressing on this record but it is this uh daydream it's a walk in the park your your brain your your mind wanders um so i wonder if because of this image that i gather from this record the themes on here are somewhat scattered to um to reflect that as well i could be i could be completely like wrong <laughs> you know what i mean i could be completely wrong but this is how what i gather from it as a as a consumer of it but yeah yeah no i i, I agree with you i think there's there's no like i think yeah conceptually the idea is there but i don't think we ever get an answer in regards to like what is jumbo street or like is it supposed to be a destination is it supposed to be you know a a, a vehicle which you travel on or through um just because they're like there are other references to you know travel and and, and people doing things like the tale of rattlesnake someone's walking and then the, the snake appears and then that's a whole conversation in itself um wormholes wormhole tea times about wormholes yeah. so you're traveling right. through wormholes right you know? right so yeah i think um there's a lot of there's a lot of um for lack of a better term there's a lot of journeying happening happening mm-hmm. here traveling um yeah uh, honestly <laughs> traveling. <laughs> but but yeah i guess you know make up a it, word for a simple yeah <laughs> you know it's either you're traveling you know on a physical thing you're traveling in your mind you're you're going somewhere um so yeah i don't, I don't know if jumble street is supposed to be a metaphorical thing it's supposed to be a physical thing it's supposed to be a combination of both yeah i'd like to like a little bit of clarification on that and you know yeah. what as my i guess my my last criticism um black velvet feels like the end of the album to me yes yes mm. And you know I, I'm a stickler. Every about. time I listen to the record, yeah, no, bro, yes. Because <laughs> every time a I listen, starting I think. Yeah, I, and you know it's funny in a few ways because I was listening to this record, thinking that Black Velvet was the last, um, part of was the last chapter, and mm. songs like Practice, Nature, and Home would be great for a deluxe. And I th- immediately thought to myself, I'm like, I'm gonna bring this up to Dre. And I feel like he's gonna agree with me <laughs> because it does certainly feel yep. like. And eleven is like a good number too. It's like it's just like right on, where yeah. it needs to be. And then like I do like those three songs just, though. Yeah, I know, and they're all great songs yeah. as they are. They just carry like, a little bit different energy. Than yeah, the yeah, yeah, other yeah, ones. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, those those three definitely feel very self-contained. Like. I think listening to Practice Nature and Home is a a journey in and of itself. Mm. And then 1 through 11 is a journey in, in and of itself. So Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, like f- Home, 
the the fourteenth track, the last track, does feel conclusive, mm-hmm. as does Black Velvet too. So like, mm-hmm. there is a sense of closure on the album too, which mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely don't feel like there there's more to be desired. I feel like I got exactly what I wanted from this record and some. Um, I was certainly surprised at how witty and um just verbose i guess the word is um but also how immersive and textual the songs are at the same time which is a funny dichotomy to be in because most times you it's it's either one or the other you got the beats or you got the lyrics and it's it's some it sometimes it it works sometimes it doesn't where they both there's like a good marriage but this is like a good example of the song and the lyrics almost were conceptualized at the same time as they were being built together and you feel it and you hear it and it's just very satisfying at the end of the day where most songs are like beat and then the lyrics yeah and it's clear what came first and you know but it's yeah this is this was overall very good for me a good record for me yeah, I, I really, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about this record. It, it <laughs> it's, I needed this music. It, I think, uh, seasonally, this is the perfect season for this kind of music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a matter of right place, right time, and also you hit it very well. Um, when we were all talking before, or actually, I think I was just talking to Cass. I, I said it. It sounds. It reminds me of like a slightly more hip hop tame Impala. In a way, like mm-hmm. just it's not to it satisfies that sound textually, like that that uh, indie drew. You know, uh, I don't even know what else how to describe it. Indie rock kind of sound mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was thinking balanced. of like genres I would like dump this under. I feel like it's like, you know, shit. I forgot one of the genres already, but yacht rock <laughs> was one. Yacht rock yacht was like rock. one of them. It was like psychedelic yacht rock, and then something Folk, else, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Yacht Rock is insulting or not. What about folk, you think? Nah, folk is... Um, nah, it's, I don't think no. it's... Maybe in like, the storytelling like it, element. I feel like it's a bit folky. Yeah. But I, sonically, it's... I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dump it in there. Funk? I, I, feel like, I feel like these two are capable of going that route. And obviously, you two were capable of going that route and did go that route a little bit. But... There's potential for that to happen here. I think they just didn't weren't weren't in that headspace to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's funky. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right, right, right. It's funky. You know yeah. Everything is kind of funk influence at the same yeah. time. It's funky. It's like you know? it's shag rug funky. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you walk in the crib and you're like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. This person's <laughs> got Ooh. got flavor. This is gonna got some bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. So. Yeah, it, it's funny. It, like this, listening to this record makes me want to like lie on a shag rug and just make angels my hands. Right, hit that angel dirt. I'm stuck. Oh no! Oh, deviant <laughs> activities. <laughs> no. I would honestly here in this here on the corner note, we do not endorse drugs. Um, <laughs> please, not that one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you could. I, this remind no. This this makes me feel like I should be sitting in a hammock. In the evening, mm. really nice outside, mm. in like the woods somewhere. <laughs> so it's just the textures just really place you in a yeah. specific area, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is really 
you know, you 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 gave this like a, a, a sonically like it sits in a certain area. You know, also, I guess another criticism is I I think also <laughs> this might be in in conjunction with what Dre was saying earlier about Rosie, but I wonder where like the romance uh portion of this album like comes full circle does that make sense like i feel like there's songs that are romance infused and then there are other songs that are just not that it's it's they're they're different they're gen they're fundamentally different um i think i think yeah that goes back to like the idea of closure you know like asking like what is jumbo street and i think yeah i think because rosie's at the top it sets a, a an idea that you know the rest of this album might touch upon this specific um subject matter when in theory it's only one of the many things that jumbo street encompasses so um yeah it seems like it seems like you know relationships are a subject that bounce around mm-hmm. on the, the mm-hmm. album. I think Rosie's the most straightforward, mm-hmm. like, this is a person I know, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, whatever it is, you know, Rosie was a thing. Rosie's not a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, I think Rosie's just the most straightforward way of hitting it. Um, and it pops up in other places too. But uh, I think Rosie, yeah, again, Rosie, Rosie, it definitely stands out so much. I, 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 I agree with you that like Mm -hmm. it it definitely cannot can create this idea of where's the probably it's the most high energy song on the album yeah for sure so i think energy wise it hits hard and the other songs are good they're just at a slower energy they're more of a much more relaxing so maybe inversing it where high energy comes last so you finish out with a bang Mm. Mm. high points uh obviously for me rosie um black velvet i really like the interludes uh, oh, i realize hey I'm kinda, you yeah hey you's great and goosebumps is also really good too um and then till the rattlesnake too yeah i think rosie yeah. wormhole rattlesnake black velvet and then mm-hmm. the two interludes really were for me um that's uh, like a chunk of the album but you know, you know what i mean <laughs> Cher- uh for me cherry go round goes crazy and mm-hmm. um miss mr barrel eye goes crazy uh i feel like it's funny you picked the two explicit songs on this album <laughs> Listen, what Listen, yeah he's like Talk this. i like what i like <laughs> of the um, 11 of the 11. <laughs> um yeah cherry go around is dope i just i like uh juice's uh vocal performance on this record it just really stands out like He's hitting those ranges. Like when he says peaches, peaches, like this shit is smooth. <laughs> and then, um, my bad, I just butchered that. But that's fine. also, that's Mr. Okay. Barrel Eye also has a very good, uh, melody line. And it's, it's, I, I like how succinct it is and how he just sticks to a very, um, infectious like rhythm and it's it's really it's really dope it's really put together to me mr barrel eye is like my favorite 
Uh, and yes, every all the other tracks here really hit for me too. Black Velvet is dope. Practice is also goes crazy. Rosie goes crazy. Yeah. Um, I love Wormhole Tea Time. I'm a sucker for very dissonant chords because I like jazz. So, <laughs> like that sound is just like, ooh, yeah, give me yeah. that. <laughs> Yo, those yes, that whirly up every time. Were- those whirly roads in the beginning oh yep. i'm like crazy mm. it just yeah it hit really, me those two yeah. notes right next to each other exactly <laughs> right 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 <laughs> give me that minor second baby give me that extreme distance <laughs> um yes uh i actually like a more in la television i, I don't know something mm. about that really more bossa nova ish kind of feel it yes mm. yes it's also funny to me because like he uh if you read into the lyrics he's like talking about a woman on his television screen that he only sees like when he's he's like in love with this woman on on tv but listening to it as like a spanish speaker i can't help but chuckle sometimes just the way he pronounces (laughs) certain things (laughs) but uh i the thing that i love about this record is that like juice is Juice is willing to go those places that not many other people will go. Like he's just willing to like say things and and try things out. And more times than not, he sticks the landing, and it's he just makes it look pretty good when he does it. So yeah, shout out to that track too. Uh, and yeah, and lastly, uh, Mr. Barrel too. Yeah, I think it, it does go hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that baseline, mm, give me that. Yeah. Yeah, the bass performance mm-hmm. on this record too. That's crazy. like that Barry White mm-hmm. kind of bass line. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, lasting impressions, final thoughts, ratings. In the words of Britney Spears, "Give me more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would also love to see them continue to work together. I, like, I hope this isn't a one-off. I hope they decide to do more stuff together in some some fashion. Mm. Mm. yeah uh like i've said before thought this album is infectious silky smooth um the lyricism is really on point here juice sounds very focused 10-4 raj sounds very focused and uh they make a good team they make a good duo and yeah i'd like to see more of this and uh, would be pretty excited to see if they were to ever go outside of this kind of indie psychedelic world and see if they do something that's, I don't know, maybe a little bit more polished, just just fundamentally different, see how they stick that. Um, for me, 3.8. Um. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna give this like a huh. I hadn't really considered giving it a rating yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Clock's ticking. <laughs> let's say I say three five three five because I think Rosie does throw me for a loop in in oh. how it sets a bar and then like pivots the rest of the album. Yeah, different. Uh, yeah. And you know the rest of the album is good. Um, but I think after listening to it a couple of times, I do want something yeah. a little bit more up tempo, a little bit just because sonically, Rosie is such a good song. I kind of want to see them play in that 
pocket a little bit more. Um, you, you just want to see it structured differently. Yeah, maybe maybe that might help me mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you know how I am about stuff like that. Um, but but again, yeah, I think this is a great combination of artists. Um, you know, personally knowing Juice, knowing that this is kind of the direction he's been wanting to go, and it's 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 great to see it culminate in such a um, focused and well shaped project. Um, so yeah, give it three five. I'm gonna give it a three eight as well. Um, yeah, I really like this. I want to see more. So I feel like, uh, well, yeah, it does play in a very tight space. Like BPM wise, it sits very tight outside of Rosie. Um, it sits very tight. So I'd like to see them. Yeah, maybe that's why I like Rosie as well, too. Or why it might stick out more because it's like, okay, making it faster also adds different kinds of grooves, X, Y, and Z. So if they can, let's say if they follow up with another project and they can play more with uh, more diverse tempos, I think they could make some magic happen too. Certainly. Also, um, <laughs> I just thought this was kind of cool. On Cherry Go Round, he's like talking about different juices and he's just like we both know the importance of juice and he just like holds that note out and that was just like a moment for me i was just like (laughs) this is fire (laughs) um that was a quarter note thank you for listening as always follow us at the underscore quarter note on twitter and instagram oh my bad just instagram fuck twitter tell us what you think i'm jcast i'm jumbo she dre I'm Capri Sun Surfer Cooler. Peace and prosperity. And prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) He he hijacked it. Oh no. Oh my goodness.